there was a Bacher, maybe like 14, 15 years old, who well, he was a very, very good Bacher. His name was Fivish Hanich. He lived in a place called Dubrovne. And he loved to daven, to learn. The only thing was, is he didn't have such a good head, such, so, such a strong head. He could learn Chomesh, he could learn Mishnayis. When it came to try to learn like things a little bit hard, like a hard Mishnah or a Gemara, which is like a little bit deeper, harder to understand, so he tried, but he couldn't really understand so well, as much as he tried. I said, you know what? Maybe I'll just, I'll say extra Talim, because Talim knew how to say. It wasn't so hard. You could, you could figure it out as they tell him. And he would spend, he would daven, and then he would spend a lot of time during his day singing away to him with a beautiful voice and with all his heart singing away to Hashem. He, again, he had a very, very beautiful voice and he also he looked very nice. In the shul, he would say Tillman, the whole shul would hear this beautiful voice singing away to him. And when he would sing with simcha, with happiness, so everyone just hearing his voice, beautiful voice singing to him, everyone would get happy. He's so inspired. When he would sing <coughs> Tilim in a sad voice, there are parts of Tilim where Dovin Malach is crying to Hashem, begging him for asking about Malgolos, but in a sad way, everyone would, just from listening, would feel their hearts broken, like, and like, with pain, and people would cry. People would just listen to him, they would realize, wait, I'm crying, there's tears in my eyes just from listening to this beautiful voice singing away to him. Okay, when Fivish Henech became 16 years old, so he became a Parush. Now, a Parush nowadays is not such a good thing that it teaches us, Malshanda teaches us, but a Parush means someone who separates himself from like everything in the world. He took, he would take a cloth and cover his eyes, so he shouldn't look at anything. Nothing should bother him. He took like earplugs and put them in his ears, so he shouldn't hear anything. No one should bother him. And he would fast all day, just at night time. He would eat some bread and water, and he would sit all day and sing away Tehillim. He knew the whole Tehillim by heart because he already said it over hundreds and hundreds of times and thousands of times. He would daven, and then he would sing away Tehillim with a beautiful voice. And he was a potter, he was separate. He would cover, his eyes were covered, his ears were, were filled up, and he wouldn't he would be fasting. And sing away Taylor. Back then, a few hundred years ago, you had people who were potters, they would stay in their own room by themselves, away from people, just sit and learn and fast. So nowadays, the episode is not such a good idea for us. And especially if someone fasts all day, when you get sick and get schwach. Back then, people were stronger. Okay, a little different. And also, he was a very special person. We'll hear from the story. But <coughs> you would think that from fasting so much, and also he wouldn't sleep too much. He would sleep as less, at least as possible. Just wake up and and daven more. You would think he would get shvach and skinny. But it seemed like a miracle. He did not get shvach and skinny. He looked big and strong. And from eating a little bit of bread and water, you can't do that. But it was 
obviously a miracle from Hashem. Okay. And every, again, the whole week you would fast, just eat a little bit of bread at night. On Shabbos, you would eat a little bit more than usual to honor Shabbos. Everyone in the whole Dubrovne was talking about, you know, in that shul, there's this holy potash, this bacher, he sits and sings away to him the whole day. Doesn't look anyone, doesn't hear anyone, just doesn't talk to anyone, just says to him, doesn't eat. Not only the Bravnet, but all the cities around, they would say the next city over in the Bravnet, there's this holy person in the shul. He says to him, he fasts, he davens, okay. Even the Goyim would talk about him, there's this holy person there. Not too far away from the there was a Goyish Paritz. This big rich guy who was in charge of the whole area, he was like the little king. And he was very, very nasty, very mean. And he did not like Yidin. And he tried, he wanted to always make tzaras. And he heard about this, this Bachar. He said, ha, thing is a holy special person. I'm going to show you, he's just a crazy person. He's cuckoo, that's what he is, he's not, not holy. I'm going to bring him to me, and I'm going to make fun of him in front of everyone. So he told his servant, Go to Dubrovne. Go bring me that person everyone's talking about to my palace. And I'm going to have some fun with him. Okay. So the messenger from the Puddits went. And he came back a little late later, a little while later, and, and he didn't have this Bacha with him. So the nasty puddits got burning mad. I am the boss. And I told you go bring him. Why didn't you bring him to me? What on earth? He screaming away. So the messenger said, listen. I, I came nearby his, his, you know, his synagogue. And I heard outside the window him singing. Him praying. And... I got so scared. He sounds so holy and so special. I didn't dare go inside. So I, I came back. But y- you should know, Mr. Puddits, this is a holy person. Don't bother him. Leave him alone. What are you? You know, he's a tzaddik. So I didn't want to bother him. Do you think the Puddits was happy with that answer? Ho ho! You burning mad. And he said, how are you talking? How dare you not listen to me? I'm going to show you a lesson you're not going to forget for your whole life. I'll teach you a lesson. I'm going to punish you. You're going to get 15 big, heavy, heavy lashes in front of everyone. And everyone's going to see what happens when you start up with the puddits. <laughs> big, big, heavy patches. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you what's going to happen. I'll explain to you. I'll explain to you. So... The messengers went around, announcing, Everyone comes to the middle of the city. There he's going to punish his servant. The potter's going to punish his servant, who didn't listen to him. And he's going to bring the potter to make fun of him. So the potter, he was like the king. He told him, go build a stage, like a bima, in the middle of the city. Make a, a big place, and everyone's going to come watch. And I'm going to punish my servant who dare not listen to me. And then I'm going to bring the potter here and make fun of him for everyone. Okay. Now, the the puddits were so mean when they would 
when he was angry at someone who would punish someone, you can't even imagine how mean he was. They would tie someone to a pole, tie the arm sailor to a pole, and they would patch them with this huge heavy stick with strong soldiers. And to make it hurt even more, they would take off his shirt so it would get right on his back. Usually, as soon as they would give patches, right away the first patch, the guy's back would be all bruised and change colors. And then it would very soon start bleeding and the person would face would go crazy with pain, he would scream with pain, and then they would, they would collapse. Basically, it, it was not a fun thing for anyone. After the whole thing was done, the nasty putters would be standing there. See what happened? You know, listen to me. After they would be finished all their horrible patches and be collapsed, they'd have to come over and kiss the putters' shoes. Like to say, sorry, putters. Like, <laughs> You have to apologize to me for what you did wrong. This is how nasty the putts was. So they tied this servant to the pole. And the soldiers came, <coughs> his, his servants, with the big, heavy sticks. And they said, ready, go. One, two. He's going to give them 15 heavy patches. And they heard this loud crack, crack, smack of this big, heavy stick. But something very interesting happened is that instead of his body getting red and bloody and screaming nothing happened his skin looked clean and clear like nothing happened not even a scratch and on his face usually whenever anybody gets a patch one of those heavy patches they get screaming in pain and their face looks like they're going crazy nothing as if nothing touched him it's just like like nothing happened and everyone's watching. What happened? And the potter is getting upset. Wait a minute. Maybe the stick's not strong enough. Maybe the soldier's not strong enough. They got bigger sticks, bigger soldiers. They whacked as hard as they could. And they heard this huge sound. Nothing. Not even a scratch. You know? Can you try to think? Of, can you imagine? Why? I mean, I'll, I'll call someone. Why did this servant of the potters not get hurt? Yes. Because he didn't right, he didn't bother the tzaddik, he didn't bother this, he didn't bother this nyasang tilim. So now the schus of this porush protected him. So all the patches, nothing. And oh, he has to go kiss the porushes. Fine, kiss the porushes' shoes, and left, went home like nothing happened to him. And now everyone's watching. Whoa, the porush, the nasty porush, said he's gonna punish the servant. He didn't dare to listen to him and bring the potash here. So if this is what happened to this servant and listen to him, he's fine. What's going to happen next? So the the potash told his servants, his, 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 his uh, soldiers, go to the Bravne, bring me the potash here, no matter what. If they schlep him here in the wagon with chains, I don't care. Bring him here. Yes, sir. Yes, Potters. Salute. And they left. It wasn't so far away, and they're going with horses to go pretty quick. They figured within how long? Maybe half an hour most, they'll be back. Came back a little while later, and where's the Potters? Potters is not here. And now, this nasty Potters got brute. If you ever thought he was angry before, he like exploded with anger. 
make sure he doesn't hurt me with magic tricks. So the Galach, Goyish Galach heard what the Potter's wants to do and he said, Mr. Potter, listen to me. Do not bother him. I heard about him. He's a holy person. Even though the Galach was a guy, he's very holy. It's not worth it. Don't bother him. It's, it's not a good idea. If you try to bother him, you might get punished from, from Hashem. Don't, don't start up with him. So the nasty potters didn't listen. He said, no, 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 no. I need to show I'm the boss of the whole place. I'm going to make fun of him. I need to show that I'm stronger. So in Dubrovne, they heard that the nasty potters was coming to try to, borrow, to, try to bother this potters. And the Yidden came with the Rav people and they came to the show and they said, Mr. Potters, please don't bother him. What do you want from him? He's a holy person. He's doubting to Hashem. What are you, what are you doing? Look, he's, he's, listen to what he's singing. Why, what are you going to bother him for? The nasty Potters said, no, I need to show everyone. And this is just a crazy person. That's it. So as if he wanted to show that he's the boss, he screamed at him, hey, come here. You, uh, ah. And the, the, this boy saying, till him. Said to him like nothing happened, doesn't hear, doesn't see. Sing away till him. Didn't see anything. And he came towards him and tried to like like hit a stick towards him. All of a sudden he he froze. He froze in the air. The stick fell out of his hands. And the potter screamed out with pain. Heavy, heavy pain, and the whole time, this this bacher is singing away till him like nothing, nothing happened. So all the soldiers around, this potter now is screaming in pain. They forgot about this yid singing till him. They said the potter now is something wrong with him. They grabbed him, they brought him back in the wagon, and they brought him back to his uh to his uh his palace, and. Everyone says, hey, what happened? Who won? You think the potters won? No, the Yid won. So, for weeks, the potters was there in his bed with huge pains in his arm and he sent messengers go ask this Yid, this potter, to forgive me that I, sh- I should get better but they couldn't talk to him because his eyes were covered, his ears were, cu- were closed and he, they, they, they couldn't talk to him. So he asked the doctors, get me better. All the doctors tried everything, and they said, there's nothing we can do to help your arm. The only thing we could do was to cut it off. Because we don't cut off your arm, it might make your whole body sick. So after that, no one had any question that for sure this, this boy is a very holy person. And how great the power is of his saying to Hillim. In Dubrovna then, there was a Yid called Zundel Moshe, and Hinnim's wife, they never had children. So his wife said, you know what, maybe all of the ladies in the city who never had children, we should together gather money to build a nice shul for Fayyab Hashanich, with his own special room, to give him a nice room, make do something nice for him. So they did that, and all the ladies who gave together money to make a nice shul, 
for this this bacher, they all had a miracle happen to them, and all of them then had children after that.